My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 99 of The Kate Show. Guys, if a new year has you ready to declutter your home, your office, and your brain, you've likely started to wonder if you can declutter your marketing too. The short answer is absolutely. Just as Marie Kondo has pointed out, most people fill their homes with unnecessary objects. And we here at Socialite have seen the same thing happen in business. We have seen a lot of interior designers and home stagers and custom workroom owners repeat the same fruitless marketing tasks every year, wasting precious time and money. So if you want the long answer to the question, can I Marie Kondo my marketing? If you're ready to get things simplified and do only what brings you joy in the new year, you're going to love this episode. Let's dive right in. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. There are fewer things more disheartening in business than looking back on a year of effort and realizing that you've seen very little results for all your hard work, your time, or your money. And after spending more than one, more than two or three New Year's discussing marketing plans with my clients, I've been able to come up with a list of their most common marketing regrets. So I'm going to speed through them here, but then we're going to break down each one, okay? So remember, keep that notebook handy if you're not driving. Okay, here are the biggest marketing regrets that I have come across from speaking with home industry entrepreneurs and professionals across the globe. They regret paying for search engine optimization or SEO, running Google ads or social media ads, using social platforms that their ideal clients do not use, sending postcards or flyers, joining a generic networking group, and lastly, signing a contract with online platforms that tend to bypass trade-only rights. Okay, that last one is a bit of a gray area, and I will describe it in more detail so you know what I'm talking about. But let's first start with the very top. Number one, why you shouldn't pay for SEO. Now, as most of you already know, search engine optimization allows your website to show up more often and more easily in search results directing people to your website and potentially into your sales funnel. This all sounds great, right? But this is a very interesting sticking point for a lot of business owners. There are surprisingly few ways to improve your SEO. Now, this can actually be a good thing. You have to make sure your site was built with SEO in mind from the start. You have to send traffic to your site by being active on social media and you need to increase your keywords and your Google reputation by blogging consistently. And by consistently, I mean at least once per month, twice a month if you can, every week is ideal. Although that can be a lot to ask of someone, especially if you're busy running a business. Now, unless an SEO company is providing social media content and blog posts that are targeted to you and your ideal client, there's really no way they can actually help your SEO. If you aren't keeping up with social or blogging, don't expect to have good traffic. Don't expect to have excellent SEO because the phrase build it and they will come has never been an accurate or a realistic statement in business. Now, I have spoken with people in the past who get a new website. They're very excited about it. 
But then a year or two goes by and they're like, you know, I really haven't gotten that much traffic. I wonder what's going on. I thought the SEO was good. Well, here's the thing. Your SEO in the site itself can be excellent. But if you don't take any effort to send traffic to your website, it isn't going to get that much traffic. So remember, build it and they will come is not an accurate statement. Number two, let's talk about why your business doesn't necessarily need Google ads. I'm not saying you should never use them. I'm not saying you're wrong for using them, but there is a reason why so many of my clients say, wow, Google ads were such a waste of money. So imagine that you get a phone call from an encouraging and convincing sales rep. They describe to you the wonders of Google ads. Simply run one and you'll have clients stalking you in the streets. Hmm, Wouldn't that be interesting? But $9,000 later, reality kicks in. This is a true story, by the way, from one of my clients. And at that point, you wonder if you'll ever recoup that lost investment. You received a few leads, but none of them became clients. And a few were just nuts. You start to realize that your old school marketing has proven to be far more effective, aka word of mouth referral, than those digital ads ever were. Well, why is that? Often digital ads fail because they either, number one, don't reach the right target market, or number two, they aren't supported with the appropriate additional marketing elements. Digital ads, whether it's Google, Facebook, or Instagram, are not effective if their call to action or the imagery or the verbiage miss the mark. Online advertising will also be ineffective if you don't have a landing page and if you don't have an overarching sales funnel complete with an email sequence to nurture your leads. So guys, you can't just run an ad and hope that it works. That's like throwing spaghetti against the wall to see if it sticks, which I've never really understood the point of that. Is that how they tell the noodles are done? I don't know, but I digress. (laughs) Just don't do it, guys. If you're going to run an ad, you need to run it properly with a supportive sales funnel and not just a random little ad. But now let's just take a second and recognize that advertising and marketing are on different sides of the same coin. Running an ad is advertising, but marketing is totally different. And while advertising and marketing can both result in profit, advertising is purely transactional and short-lived, but marketing is relational and long-term. So if you want to create long-term growth in your business, don't rely solely on a digital ad to make it happen. All right, let's move on to number three. Here's why designers, stagers, and workrooms should limit their social media. Now you're probably thinking, what? Limited? I thought that was the big thing, especially in 2020. We need to be all about the social. Well, here's the thing. You don't need to be on every social platform ever invented. In fact, your business might not benefit from being on social media at all. It honestly depends on who your ideal client is. If your ideal client uses Facebook, be active as a business on Facebook. If your ideal client uses Instagram, use Instagram. For those of you who have Twitter accounts, though, I have got to say, you can just go delete them. You would need to be tweeting at least 10 times per day to gain any traction. Plus, Twitter is just too fast moving. It's more of a non-visual medium, and it makes it less than ideal for people in the home industry. So I hope that helps to alleviate some of the pressure you might be feeling regarding social media, because as I've said in so many other podcast episodes, If you're only on the social platforms that you know your ideal client is on, it reduces the amount of time you have to spend on social media. And if you understand that you really only need to post about three times a week, which equals a dozen posts per month, typically, again, it reduces the workload and your stress 
even more. Don't let anyone tell you you have to post every single day, okay? That's just not the case anymore. Social media, mainly Facebook and Instagram, have changed so much over the past year that posting high-quality content just a few times a week is far more effective than posting low-quality content or mediocre content every single day. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to dive into more things that people regret when it comes to reflecting on their marketing. Stay tuned. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. All right, back to our list of marketing regrets. Regret number four is using print advertising. So let's talk about why snail mail advertising for the home industry is a little bit archaic. Think about junk mail. We see it daily in our mailbox. Unlike email marketing, which is easily traceable, measurable, and instantaneous, not to mention basically free to send, snail mail is none of these. While it might be tempting to pay an advertising company to send your flyers or your postcards to the new luxurious neighborhoods in your city, just in hopes that you'll get some leads, you'll want to keep these things in mind. Print advertising has a higher level of overhead. It is more difficult to track. It is ineffective because a potential lead needs to see your offer as many as seven times before they'll ever consider contacting you. And can you afford to send out seven different postcards? Well, you also have to wonder, will they even look at it each of those times? If not, you'll have to send out even more postcards. Print advertising, it just doesn't allow you to provide immediate value or track your results or offer, say, a free download or automatically book a call. There are just a lot of reasons why print advertising has become extremely archaic and the overhead is just higher and higher. So think long and hard before you invest in any of that. Let's move on to number five. Now, this is a little bit of a personal story, personal experience, but you know, I've heard the same from other people too. And it's my podcast, guys, so I'm going to say whatever I want. And it's up to you whether you would like to agree or follow this advice or do your own thing. But here's the deal. Once upon a time, I was a member of BNI. Now, for those of you who don't know what BNI is, it is a rather generic business networking group. And it's where different business owners in a certain area come together and they commit to referring business to one another. Now, while I can't speak for all BNI chapters, I can honestly say that my BNI group felt forced to refer other group members. And because of that pressure, we often exchanged low quality leads that were a poor fit or led to very little profit if any. And what's worse, it often can lead to bad clients too. At least that was my experience. And while I'm not saying that all networking groups like BNI are bad, I am suggesting that you navigate them with discernment. 
Don't join a networking group to make it your primary source of marketing. Use it to make a couple good connections with collaborative or referral partners. In episode 98, right before this one, covers how to find, approach, and navigate those partnerships. There can be a lot of good in networking groups if you treat them that way. But don't look at it as the main sales funnel where you think leads are going to just hop right out at you. All right, here is the big, big marketing regret that people have and they tell me about. And this is going to be a little bit polarizing, but here we go. A lot of interior designers, home stagers, and workrooms tell me the most common thing they regret is signing a contract with House. Now, I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't sign with House. I'm not saying you shouldn't use House as a free member. I'm just saying that I've consulted with a lot of people internationally, and I often hear the following statement. And I quote, I signed a contract with House, and I'm paying hundreds of dollars per month. The leads I get are terrible. They're mostly bargain hunters, end quote. That said, I have run into a small handful of interior designers who swear that their best leads come from House. They get up to several leads per month. So if you decide to go this route, just make sure your ideal client is already using House and don't simply assume they are. All right, so enough of the stuff that doesn't work. I know a lot of that is going to stir up some interesting feelings in you guys. And if you want to have the house discussion or if you want to have that social media discussion, head over to my private Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros, where we can talk all about it. Now, I want you guys to know before I hop on to um, marketing ideas that do work that you should consider in the new year, I do want you to know that I have nothing against house or any of their affiliated companies. It's just like with any business decision, you need to make the right decision for you. And a big part of that means doing your due diligence. Okay, so now let's talk about some simple marketing ideas that actually work. If you want to spend less time on marketing and see potentially bigger results, you guys need to pay attention. Okay, after years of working with people in the home industry, I've been able to determine which marketing tactics tend to bring the most reward for the least amount of strategic effort. So here's the first one. Post photos of yourself weekly on social media. The benefit? Well, your photos will reach more people since Facebook and Instagram prioritize photos of people and faces more than any other type of photo. Plus, your fans will start to more easily relate with you. And you guys, you might have the most beautiful project photos, but your face, a photo of you, will top those photos every time. The home industry is built on relationships. You guys are going into people's homes. It becomes a very intimate and personal relationship. Now, if you're marketing to sofas, like, okay, let me rephrase that. If your goal is to market to furniture pieces, yes, you're hearing this correctly, post photos of furniture. You get what you put out there. If you're marketing to people, share photos of people, you, your family, your team, Okay, if you are marketing yourself to dogs, post photos of dogs or or recordings of them barking. That works for my dog every time you get what you put out there. The next tip I have is to use first person verbiage in all your marketing. Now, guys, honestly, where did we get the idea that talking about our business in a cold third person robot voice was effective? It just doesn't work anymore. And while the answer to that is totally unknown to me, the solution, thankfully, is not difficult. Simply rewrite your marketing verbiage. So instead of saying, 
For example, Elite Interior Design has been proudly serving the state of New York for over 20 years. Click here to contact us. Try this instead. I've been taking my clients' house goals from dream boards and Pinterest boards to the real deal, one detail at a time, for over two decades. My goal? Beautify the state of New York and help my clients love their homes again. Can't wait to design your space next. Click here to book a discovery call. See how that, it just sounds so much better. You sound like a real person. It's like they could just reach out and touch you. They could shake your hand via your website instead of having to wait until they meet you in person. Now on that note, I want you guys to remember, don't forget to rewrite your bio and your about page. I mean, like you got to rewrite every single bit of your marketing. And while you might think, okay, that's way too much work. Here's the thing. Do you want marketing that works or no? If you don't, just keep all your marketing verbiage the same. Just keep it all third person or just go halfway and make some of it first person and leave the rest. But guys, you get what you put into it, okay? If you want your marketing to work in 2020, you have to make these subtle but strategic and very impactful changes. All right, here's another tip I have for you. This one is a lot less labor intensive and that is offer a discovery call booking feature on your website. So that means you can use something like Calendly or Acuity and you can let people quickly and easily book a call with you. Now this is super professional. It's really impressive and never fear. You can limit your availability on the automatic schedule so that people book calls around your existing schedule, which means that you're not going to be like, oh crap, I have a new booked phone call in like an hour and I'm in the middle of a job. No, you can have set times or you can have set days or partial days. Like for me, I take calls every Thursday afternoon. That is my thing. That means every time Thursday comes around, my calendar is pretty full and I can sit down and have back-to-back conversations with y'all. Okay. I don't know why I said y'all kind of like that word, guys. Shout out to all my Southern clients in the United States. All right. So let's talk now about the power of staying in touch with your leads and your past clients. The power of staying in touch with past or potential clients really can't be overstated. In our fast-paced world, they can easily forget about you and end up hiring the last interior designer or home stager that crossed their path. You don't want this. You want them to think of you when they need help with their homes, and that's why you need to do your part to stay top of mind. But how do you stay top of mind with your past clients and your leads? Well, it's actually pretty simple. Send an email every month. That email, often referred to as a newsletter, should be concise, helpful, and inspiring. Now, you could share a few design or staging tips. You can share some soft furnishing tips or design ideas. You could share the story behind your recent project, complete with photos. As long as your ideal client would find it interesting and relevant, your email newsletter won't be lacking for topics and it also won't fall flat. Now on this note, I know that there is still some pushback out there. Some people say email marketing is dead, but my dear, how many times have you checked your email today? Email is not dead. It's something that we are as connected to as our Instagram handles, okay? Now, here's the thing. There is such a thing as sending too many email newsletters or sending ones that are too long or too boring. That's why here at Socialite, we specialize in creating email newsletters that are concise and attractive and beautiful and targeted to your ideal client. And I'm not saying you need us in order to accomplish that, but I am saying 
when you approach email marketing, especially if you've never done it before, keep those things in mind. Don't make the newsletters too long. Don't drone on and on about things that people don't care about. And make sure you don't have more than one main point in each newsletter. You're not going to go out and write the next great American novel or British novel or Australian novel. (laughs) I realize I have listeners all over the world. So I'm trying to make this more global, but guys, I am an American. Sorry. Okay. Here is my next tip for you. If you have a logo or any part of your branding or a website that you did yourself and you are not a website designer or you are not a graphic designer, you need to change what you're using. If you want to attract the high-end client, you need to look the part. So not only should your website and your branding be on par with who you want to reach, but you should also have a well-planned client process and a small but professionally photographed portfolio that will prove your value again and again. This is basically the equivalent of dressing up appropriately for a cocktail party. Would you go to a cocktail party in sweatpants? No. But unfortunately, a lot of us have websites that are the proverbial sweatpants of the industry, and we're wondering why we can't attract the high-end cocktail party goer. Well, that's why. Okay, here's my next tip. Make sure that you automate or use templates as much as possible in your marketing. I'm a sucker for an automation tool or a template because each of them makes my life so much easier, and it makes my business more productive, and it ensures consistency So your business, my friend, will benefit just as much. If you need to automate your client process, try using MyDoma or Quippa or Design Files. If you need to automate your team management, including subcontractors, try using Asana. If you need reusable templates for marketing, create them in Canva. Or you can use the templates that we provide here at Socialite that are specific to the home industry. If you need to schedule out your newsletters or create email automations, try using MailChimp. If you need to schedule out your social media, try using Hootsuite or my favorite, Hopper HQ. Once you've decluttered your marketing, you can start automating the tactics that will help increase your profitability. And because that's just a teeny tiny list of automation tools that could help your business, hop over to my Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros, to share your automation tips and tools and templates because we can all learn from each other here. Plus, I'd love to help you guys find the right tools for your business, clear out the mental clutter, and help you find joy in your business marketing by only doing the things that work. So that's my short list of the top regrets people have for their marketing and the top things you can do that, when applied correctly, do have the ability to grow your business in the new year. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep your marketing simple and your message clear, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.